there is a weariness in the air that is being coupled with an activation. I think yes. black people yes. aren't just tired. Black mm. people are also just in, <laughs> indignant. You know, yep. in the words of David, I will become even more undignified than this. Yep. Take a little break from the crazy, try to calibrate. Every day seem to be hazy, I see dumb. Everybody sick with obsession, it's hard to navigate. Take your baggage out of my space, I need room. Reset. New world order. Reset. New world order. My hey, sister. Friends. My sister. My brother from another mother. What's How going doing? on? How you doing? I am. I am well today. You know, I am well. I'm so being sorry. well. I'm. I'm very excited about today. I'm so grateful that you are. You're joining me right now. You know. This is, you know, I've been I've been team you since since our Gale days, and so uh, yes. I feel grateful that you invited me to be a part of your um, of the festival today. I'm always in support of your artistry, your activism, your ministry, Thank your you. humanity. Thank you, bless you for that. Thank you, and I'm also a fan of you <laughs> since <laughs> since those Gale days. I've, I've looked at you as a, as a big sister. Um, for the folks joining us, um, this is this is stir crazy. This is the stir crazy festival. My name is J.P. Reynolds, and I'm being joined right now by a very dynamic woman whom I look up to and who has um, provided some guidance and even some just personal spiritual journey for me um, along my own path. This is Nichelle Argidri, Reverend hey, Nichelle, PhD <laughs> Nichelle, Dana <laughs> Spellman Sisters Chapel Nichelle, oh. Big Sister Nichelle. So this is the first kind of session conversation for Stir Crazy Festival, um, and I wanted to kind of start this foundation for the conversation with spiritual wellness. So I reached out to you, of course. And obviously, you know, when I reached out originally, the only thing that was happening was the pandemic. Right. Right. And the world has gone up in flames since then. Whew, right. So now we have the pandemic and an uprising. And, you know, I hope, I hope this conversation, I know this conversation because I know who you are. I know this conversation will be one that considers spiritual community and spiritual force in terms of where we are, um, especially in the age of, COVID-19 and in the age of this, this, this uprising, this new uprising. So, you know, first I kind of, you know, for, for folks joining again, I, I do want to address, you know, the, the changing, the changing community of spiritual community, um, mm -hmm. the changing nature of it and what it looks like, you know, obviously right now, rituals and customs are different because folks mm -hmm. are not in space with each other. But then we also have this uprising where folks are in space with each other and there's a spiritual force that is taking over. Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot of things at play here. And there's, you know, there's, there's also the divide of, what I would call the prophetic and priestly when it comes to spiritual spaces. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that dynamic and where we are right now in terms of what the spirit is saying. Mm. Well, spirit is definitely speaking. Um, and I have to say personally that I feel spirit like coursing through my body right now. Cause I just left yeah. in action and came home to have this conversation with you. Yes. And, um, you know, I I feel like Black people in this country have never had the luxury of being able to choose, well, really to choose anything, right? Mm. But being able to choose, like, <laughs> which fight I'm going to fight at any given time, right? Because right. at any given time, we're fighting for our lives. At any given time, we're fighting for, you know, the, 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 the rights, you know, that have been, you know, constitutionally promised to us, but have been denied to us since, you know, since... <laughs> Whatever, since, since, since the, the dawn of time, right? Since the beginning, right. Um, 
And so our spirituality in many senses has been the thing that has convinced us mm. that that a we are somebody yeah, that yeah. that we are that we are God's people and that we have not only a human right but we have a divine right right yeah. to mm. to our to our humanity to mm. our safety to yeah. our to to peace and you know I'm speaking to the specificity of the United States of America we definitely have that right in this country because we built this country yeah and our spirituality I get um, I think that you are absolutely spot on that we have had this chasm in the black community of this pious sort of Christianity, pious religion that crosses across uh, religious traditions and sort of this very outspoken prophetic religious traditions. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've, as I've been thinking about this particular moment, JP, Mm -hmm. I just think that right now is the reckoning. Yeah. Right Mm -hmm. now is the reckoning. Yeah. I think even even before before this latest iteration of the movement, when we saw the footage of Brother Ahmad Arbery, mm-hmm. when we heard the story of Sister Brianna Taylor, and most certainly when that footage was released of George Floyd being asphyxiated by that cop. Yeah. With all of that happening at the same time as this. COVID-19, Rona pandemic, that was already threatening Black communities at disproportionate rates because of all of our pre-existing conditions as a community. There is a weariness in the air that is being coupled with an activation. I think Black people are just tired. Black Mm. people are also just (laughs) indignant. You know, in the words of David, I will become even more undignified than this. Yeah. And so what I what I'm praying and I'm hoping in this moment is that at least uh, uh, I pray that we will go back, well, that we will send Kofa to the radical mm-hmm. roots of the black church, to mm-hmm. the radical roots of black religion in this country. Yeah, because they're not just they're not just coming for the for the mean Negroes. They're not just coming for the outspoken one. They're coming for everybody. So everybody. so I, so. Whoever your God is, whatever your your doctrine is, I pray and I hope that you have at least a political perspective on it mm. that 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 mm. compels you to some form of, of of showing up. Yeah, yeah, showing up. Woo. Mm. Exactly. Showing up, and, and I, you know, and it's, you said a couple things in there that I, I want to pull out. You know, you use you said divine right. You, yeah. you mentioned you know righteous indignation. Yes. You know, prophetic power and yeah. what that looks like and what, how it's showing up. And, you know, I have yeah. to, part of me has to invoke, invoke my mama right now. Right. Because you know, my, yes. my, we had, a, we had a conversation the other day and she read to me from Isaiah and, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, I was led from that conversation to, to read in Jeremiah. And yeah. <laughs> it's hard to read the, the, the scriptures from the Hebrew Bible and to not, not see yeah. Not to see what's happening right now and not yeah. to get indignant and not to get yeah. rageful and, and yeah. righteously indignant and, and prophetic. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we both went to the same divinity school. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the things that I remember that was very helpful for me mm-hmm. was a refining of the understanding of prophecy. That's right. Um, oh, that's know, right. Bef- before divinity school, I thought prophecy was foretelling, yeah. right? like telling the future or, yeah. you know, predicting something. Right, right, um, right, right, right. And then I was, I was, I was corrected into thinking or to understand <laughs> that it is forth telling. 
Uh-huh. It is foretelling, right? Uh-huh. It is telling the truth. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. because when you tell the truth, the truth stay the truth, and right. it looks like foretelling when you're telling the truth. And you know, I guess That's the good. question I have for you, the question I have for you on that is, you know, what is, <laughs> what what saith the Lord, right? And what what are mm-hmm. spiritual communities and spiritual leaders, um, you know, called called to be saying right now? Ooh, I I love this question and. This is how I know the spirit is real because part of the action that I participated in this morning is we we marched and then we kneeled for eight minutes and 46 seconds in, in recognition of Brother Floyd. And while I was kneeling, I had a very clear word from spirit mm-hmm. that I am with you. Mm. I, I, I love what you said about the prophets. Yep. Because the the prophetic books in the Hebrew Testament come to us in a in a context of estrangement and disinheritance and exile. Mm-hmm. God's yes. people have been displaced into Babylon. Yes. And they've been stratified according to their abilities, the wealth that they are able to generate for Babylon. Yes. And, and their gender, I mean, uh, amongst other, you know, stratifying factors. Yeah. And the, all of the prophets are uttering on God's behalf mm-hmm. a variety of different messages. But one of the messages had what's consistent in all the messages was that God was completely and wholly aware of the condition of God's people. Yeah. Yeah. And not only aware from a distance, but aware from among them. Mm. And so today, I right before I got up and I gave a little speech to, to the people, I heard Spirit say to me so clearly that the war of my people is also the war of heaven. Uh, and I, I think that that's the message, at least today, right? Because yeah. we got to talk to Jesus every day, child. <laughs> um, the message today is that I mean, a brother, brother, Dr. James Cole said this before us, that God is on our side. Yes. I, you know, and I get the sort of disillusionment that happens from seeing state sanctioned murder after state sanctioned murder on top of the, the existential conditions of disinheritance yes. that black people live with. But I think now is, is that moment where choose you this day. Do you believe and will you fight in the name of the God that is that is with you and in the names of the ancestors who stayed believing, who died believing, but never saw the promise? Mm. Do you yeah. believe? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and if you believe, let's do this work because God is with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. And, I, you know, whew. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know, the, the, the notion that God is on our side, that God sees us, that God, that God is with us. That mm-hmm. spirit is present. That's right. Um, you know, and I, like what popped into my mind is that when I feel out of alignment with my spiritual wellness, when I remember that God is here, yeah, I feel like I realign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, yeah. and that is a that is a constant thing. That is a thing that that for me personally is a thing that stays the same, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I, that helps me get back in alignment with what my purpose is, how I'm walking, how I'm moving, how I'm behaving. Yes. Who I'm in community with, um, that that, you know, who I'm in community with, right? <laughs> because I have been called to some communities and called to not be in some other communities, and that, I've gotten clarity that, on that, right? That, that, um, that, that, that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, 
and, and I'm also, you know, part of me also feels called to, you know, we, in the first session with Omi, she, she mentioned protecting our peace, right? Yeah, and yeah. There's a, lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of ways that that goes for me, right? But I, I wonder for you, you know, um, in, in thinking about being in alignment of knowing that God is with us, I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, what you think about what the constant influx of videos and stories of black death and black pain and black trauma due to our spirits. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to say, I'm going to offer this and I, I, will, I, wanna, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I just want to offer that, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the type of person who has shielded myself intentionally from those videos. Um, and I've yeah. encouraged folks to not share them and to yeah. not, and to not, cause it's like trauma porn and it, that's, yeah. that takes a lot right. of it. But then other folks say, well, we need those videos because that's what shows people that we need to fight against it, right? Mm-hmm. And my response is like, listen, if I got to show you this video, then I don't, to, if I got to show you this video to convince you, then yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't, I don't know if it's worth it to right. try to convince you, right? Right. But what I, again, the question for you is, what, what do you feel like that is doing to our spirits? Mm-hmm. And what orientation towards that do you have an inkling or insight on? Now, I think this is a layered conversation because I do think that America has a pretty kind of debased relationship with the image of Black death Mm -hmm. um, because we see videos. But, you know, there is a history, a photographic history of of white terrorism against Black bodies. It's how we know that lynching was real. It's how we know that whipping posts were real. It's how we know that dismemberment was real. And so there's a, there's a very, the the relationship between this country and the anguish and the terrorism against Black bodies is, is there's a, it just, it's a fine line between the like archiving and record keeping and like you said, the pornography of anti-black violence. And so, and this fascination, you know, like there's a lot of Thomases in the white community that Mm -hmm. you have to see it to believe it. Right. Even though we know like (laughs) this is real every day. And so I also just think though, like even in our own community, there is a, there's a spectrum of, uh, of, mental, spiritual, psycho-spiritual kind of fortitude against that imagery. There yeah. are some who needed to see it, to be activated, to do something about it. Right. Whereas there are those who are like, you know what? Like, all I had to do was hear that that man put his white knee in that black man's neck for eight minutes. Right. And right. I'm, I'm ready. Where, 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 where are we rising up? You know? And so I think we do also have to say, though, like, there was something very galvanizing about that that videography that yeah. I think globally yeah. people saw what has been happening here. I mean, yeah. uh, maybe too made a very conscientious decision back in the day. No, no, we're not going to close my son's casket. Yes, yes. Because the world needs to see what was done to him. And so even we recognize that there is a power, not Mm -hmm. just to the exposition of the atrocities, but to letting everybody see. Because in some sense, it implicates the world, Mm -hmm. right? But in some sense, this has happened because you've allowed it to. And I think that in part, that's why we've we've seen this global kind of domino effect. 
yeah. which is amazing to me. I will say, though, we're in a place now where if we're really serious about Black Lives Mattering, we need to recognize the interconnectedness of our lives, not just communally, but individually. We're not just bodies mm. that they yes. just of. Yes. We are also, we have black minds, we have black yes. souls, we have black spirits. And if we say that our lives matter, we need to be a little bit more careful and a little bit more sensitive with how we deal with one another. And so yes. all week long, I've been wanting to make this video and put it on my, my feed about like how a simple measure such as a trigger warning mm. can give people the opportunity to either opt into watching a video on your feed or yeah. continue scrolling. Right. But if you don't, I mean, Instagram gives you the power to put multiple images in one post, right? And right. so what what would it what what would it take? What would it mean for those of us, those of those of us who decide, you know what, I want to put this video on here because for those who need to see this in order to be activated. What, what would it right. mean for those people to decide, I'm going to make a little trigger warning yes. on my, you know, to, to put on here just so people can decide if they want to watch this or if they want to keep scrolling. That is a simple measure that we can take that is also extremely pastoral, extremely yes. sensitive, yes. and extremely considerate that right. there are those of us who simply cannot look at that anymore. Right. And don't yeah. want to see that shit. Excuse yeah. my language. That's nah, how you I good. You're good in here. You know? <laughs> you're good in here. No, nah, I mean... You know, what, because, yeah. I, because I've seen it. And I don't need to see it. Oh, and Dr. Gregory, Gregory Ellison at um, Emory Candler School of Theology said that once you see something, you cannot unsee it. Yes. And that's for better and for worse. And yeah. so for those of us who did watch the video of what happened to Brother Floyd on that street, we don't need to see it more than twice. Yeah. Right. Because the way the brain works, it puts it on repeat anyways. Yeah. 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 Child. So Ooh. again, but yeah. <laughs> no, but, but what you're but what you right, exactly what you're saying is the right that, that that's why I asked about the orientation towards that that this type of this type of action, right? Because you know, there is a protection of peace, but there is this prophetic let them see what they did to my boy, you know, energy. So it, it's what you said speaks to that, right? Like providing a way for us to approach from both angles or from a multitude of angles Absolutely. is super important. And I also want to say, like, each of us are our own agents on these platforms and our own our own agents in terms of what news we take in. Yes. I, have, I have blocked. I have unfollowed. I know yeah. the accounts that will post the atrocious just to get a reaction. I do. I unfollow, <sighs> you know, mm. I, I. I think we all just need to utilize those steps in these digital platforms and outside of digital platforms. I, I want to underscore how important the point is of what you made about community. Yes. Because I, one of the most difficult and most unfair conditions of this pandemic was that it forced a lot of people into isolation. And God bless those who actually caught the COVID and had to be sick by themselves. But even mm. those who were just trying to stay home, stay safe by themselves, the sort of yeah. the sort of way of knowing like we're living in a pandemic and how yeah. how much weight that is. Yeah. I, to be isolated during that period was just like a lot. Just, right. it's, just, it's just so much. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about how we're having to rethink community. I think that now you have to really pay attention to how people make you feel. Yes. Individual yeah. people and groups and communities that you've been in. Do they make you feel safe, mm -hmm. loved, seen, yeah. important? Yeah. 
Do they yep. give you space to throw your whole authenticity around and give voice to what you're feeling? And yeah. does the vibration elevate when you're in the room and when yeah. you're around these people? We got to be real sensitive to those kinds of elements right now and moving forward. We yep. owe that to ourselves. We absolutely owe it to ourselves. And you, you came on this in this conversation with a lot of energy because you were just at an action. And one of the things that I that I when I think about spirit, when I think about community, when I think about black folks. One thing that when I think about wellness, mm-hmm. one thing that, that I often don't want to get lost in these conversations, especially during the pandemic, the yeah. uprising, rage, anger. I don't want to get lost. I, what I want, what I don't want to get lost is is the spirit of joy, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's a duality here. We need the balance. And, you know, yeah. the joy is not an ignorant joy. It is a, uh, it is a resilient joy, right? And, Absolutely. Um, and I'm wondering from you what you see mm-hmm. from the spirit of joy and how that yeah. moves and, and how, that, how that moves and how that reverberates and how that is powerful. Who child. I mean, when I think about Black joy, I think about this sort of axiom we have in the black church that the world didn't give us our joy yeah the world cannot take it away yeah and you know there is there's a tie you know um to that joy to our relationship with with the spirit realm yeah our relationship with the god who made us and created us the god who who keeps us to our ancestors who've gone before us and continue to lay their hands of protection upon us yeah you know who, you know, through practices like what Omi led us through. Yes. Through through the sort of spiritual disciplines and embodied practices of, of, of what we believe and what we're hoping for, right? Yes. Um, our joy is is not in, you know, this world. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't, you know, this is an anti-black world, you know? And right. so, you know, I had a moment of joy this morning when we marched under the bridge on Auburn Avenue and under the bridge, you have all these names of the mm-hmm. black owned businesses that lined Auburn Avenue back in the day mm-hmm. where it was the central of like black Atlanta, you know? Right, right. And I had a moment of joy as I, as we marched under that, you know, kind of singing and chanting and, and then there was just this moment where, like, a whole bunch of Black folks were lined up in their cars on Auburn Avenue, uh-huh. parked, with uh-huh. their masks on, honking, with their signs up, uh-huh. with their fists out the window. And I was like, this is joy. Yep. This is joy. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. was, that was joy. And so I think one of the things that we have to remain mindful of is we need to catch the joy when yeah. when it when it emerges yes. we yes. have to catch the joy yep. <laughs> when we see it where we see it that's where we you know and i got tears in my eyes you know just thinking about how god always sends a sign of ashe and yes and i'm mm. with you and i got you and in those moments like 
joy unspeakable. It's joy yep. unspeakable. unspeakable. And my family was there. And, and, yeah. and, you know, just even thinking about during this pandemic, the extra effort that I've gone to with and other people have gone to, to make more, um, to solidify our relationships and our connections to each other, whether it's on zoom or whether it's on FaceTime or whether yeah. it's like every week or every other week, let's make sure that we're okay. Let's, let's check in. Like mm-hmm. that is joy. It's, yes. it's, it's yes. the way that we resist the isolation. Yeah. It's the way that we get creative yep. in really death-dealing conditions. Yeah. It's the way that we tap into our legacy and our heritage as people who found a way or made one. That's mm. joy. Mm. Mm. Woo! <laughs> you got to catch it when it comes, don't you? You got you to go with the flow. You, you got to catch it. Catch Ooh, it. Man. <laughs> listen, listen, Michelle. Tell um, me. Oh man, I, 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 <laughs> I do wanna, I do wanna give voice to anything else you like wanna lift. Any word that has come upon you that you may not have, uh, I may not have prompted with the question. I appreciate you for inviting me, and I'm I'm happy to support all the things that you do. I really believe in you. And my last words um, that I want to share, I shared it this morning, and it's really been on my spirit that. In the story of creation, the last thing that God created was humankind. And when God stepped back in a, and, and looked over that creation, God said, that is very good. Mm. And then God breathed into that creation and that creation became a living being, which says to me that our breath is God given. And mm. that anyone who attempts, any system that attempts, any individual who attempts to steal our breath yeah. is actually waging war against God mm. and waging war against heaven. Mm. And so what I want to say is black people, your breath is revolutionary yes. and your act of breathing is a revolutionary act. So yeah. I want to encourage us to just keep breathing take time every day just to breathe and to embrace and to revel in your black breath because mm. god gave it to you yes all right all i got to say is yes all i got to say <laughs> is yes to that uh this yeah. is another thing where we've been a lot i've been thinking that and saying that all week to my wife so i'm like michelle yeah again you you right you we're right here with it um, we right here we always we right here, right here with it oh <laughs> uh, okay Thank you again. Thank you. I appreciate it. So and thank you on. to everyone who tuned in. Yes, thank you to everybody who tuned in. Peace and power. True.